This is Psalms to God, season two, bonus content, misunderstandings. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge. The judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. Matthew chapter 5 verses 21 through 26, New King James Version. Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. This is your host, Ree. And today I want to talk about um, miscommunication and uh, lack of communication and handling disagreements and um, situations in general. I told you this season was about precision of language. And I think handling disagreements and miscommunication is a pretty big use of precision of language and not only just precision of language precision of action at the beginning of this episode i quoted from matthew chapter 5 a verse or a couple of verses that talk about how we're supposed to behave in conflict it tells us that we're not supposed to be angry with our brothers and sisters without cause But it also tells us that if we know that someone is upset with us, we should go be reconciled with them. So if I know that you're upset with me, I should go and try to make it better. Now, if you keep reading through Matthew and you get to Matthew 18, it's going to also tell you the opposite. That if you do something to me and I'm angry at you, I should still go to you and try to make it better. So no matter what side of the disagreement you're on, whether you feel like you have been wronged or whether you're the person doing the wronging, it's still your responsibility to fix the conflict. And it's really a hard thing to wrap your head around until you see how things play out. Hindsight is 2020, guys. And when I was in undergrad, there was this two-year saga or... I guess it was two and a half years that there was just absolute drama between my sorority and another organization, and it was completely unnecessary. Um, When I found out what actually happened, it just seemed so ridiculous. I was like, I can't believe this is what happened. 
And after I experienced that, I really valued the perspective that the Bible gives us in these chapters because it makes sense. After you go through it, it just makes sense that you should just nip things in the bud, talk to people, figure out what's going on, and reconcile as soon as possible. So I want to tell you guys about this experience so you can see how things get out of hand. Like I said, it was a two and a half year saga. And the only reason I know what happened or understand what happened is because my senior year, um, I think this was in the spring, almost before I graduated, one of the people in the organization where there was this this conflict with my organization ended up sitting down beside me in the cafeteria. I remember him sitting there and he we were talking about something and out of the blue, he just started apologizing to me and he was like, you know, I'm really sorry um, about what happened, you know, at your show, which was what kind of started all of this. I'll go back and tell you from the beginning, but I want to tell you how I figured out what happened. Otherwise, when I narrate what actually happened, you're going to be like, I'm so confused. How does she know all of this, all of these sides of the story? So basically, when he sat down and he apologized to me, um, we started having this whole conversation because I was like, I don't understand why you're apologizing. I'm not mad at you. And everything just kind of unfurled. And that's why I can tell you this, I guess, unbiased story of how things unfolded. Now, before we jump into what happened, I think I have to give a full backstory because I realized that a lot of my listeners are probably not Greek. You might not have participated in any sort of um, Greek life and you won't necessarily know these terms that I'm throwing out. And even if you are Greek, you may not have gone to a predominantly white institution, which means you also won't be familiar with some of the rules that I'm talking about. So jumping in, um, black Greek life is different than white Greek life. I just want to throw that out there. Um, But at Clemson, which is a predominantly white institution, um, we have this issue that there are no black people on campus. I shouldn't say no, but there's few black people on campus, which means that if this organization is having a party and that organization is having a party, there are not enough black people to go to both organizations party. So it's in both organizations' best interest that there's only one party happening at a time. So we came up with a system, or somebody came up with a system, that regulates when social activities are by each organization. And so you pick dates and you have a set of dates that are yours. Um, Each organization gets so many dates that they can have and they get their official Founders Week and that's what you have for your social events and then everything else is like negotiated so there are events that most organizations have yearly and you know that they're going to have them and they're usually around the same time every year so it's just polite to talk to them or to see what's going on and try to work around their schedule and just let them have those dates um Though sometimes, you know, there are clashes, which is what started this issue. But um, 
that's kind of how those things work. The thing is, because you have a Greek life that encompasses all Greek life, um, the school mandates certain rules. And one of those rules is that uh, new members must have their show before finals, two weeks before finals to be specific. So unless you have a really good reason, your probate or new member show has to be at least two weeks before finals. Now, the year that I had my probate, um, I that cutoff actually turned out to be another organization's unofficial week. And so they were trying to have events and pretty much every organization on campus was also trying to have a new member show. And that caused drama. I got to be the person having the first new member show. And we were new on the block. So my sorority had been off campus for some time. And um, my pro fight brought the sorority back to campus the year before. And then I was joining. So at the end of my show, there was two of us in the organization, a whole two of us, large chapter, right? Um, New kids on the block, easy prey. So what ended up happening is during my show, at the end of my show, um, that organization brought their new members or their almost new members um, to my show and had them death march through the show to kind of hype up their own show and to take away from my show. And so that caused a lot of commotion. Um, Other Greeks were furious for me and there was, you know, words said, things got heated. Me being a Neo, I didn't really know what was going on. I was just kind of like, what? I have never seen this before. Um, And then I left. And the reason I left is because my grandmother had passed away. So I didn't tell a whole lot of people because one, I'm Despite the fact that I tell y'all a lot of things on the podcast, um, I don't really, I'm not really like that open of a person. I don't post a lot of things like personal things on social media. And I don't generally tell people things unless it's like something they need to know. So only like my closest friends knew that my grandmother had passed away right before my show. And so I didn't really feel like I owed anybody an explanation. So I left and went to my grandmother's funeral. That being said, I had friends in the other organizations. I had friends who were coming out in the other new shows and they knew, but I had no friends in this organization and I didn't talk to them. And my profite wasn't friends with them and she didn't talk to them. So none of us communicated to them that my grandmother died and that I was leaving to go to a funeral. Meanwhile, on campus, my profite was the drum major for our band and the band had a performance that weekend. And so she had band practice during their new member show. So I was at home at a funeral and she was at band practice. 
So of the two members in our organization, zero members showed up to their show. And they noticed. Yeah, they noticed. And they thought that it was a snub for what they had done at my show and took it personally. We wasn't paying it no attention. I didn't think about it at all. We went on, had summer break, enjoyed life, came back the next year. And the next year, they came back with, I guess, a vengeance against us and decided to try to have a party on our Founders Day, which is peak disrespectful in Greek life. And, um, you know, we mentioned it to them, but instead of them completely recanting the party they started trying to find loopholes to get around to throw the party anyway and um you know I guess we could have had a second conversation but we didn't we got real petty so we went and talked to the only other organization that rivaled them with parties and basically offered them that day for free um and suggested that they have their fall new member presentation or probate at that time and then throw a free party or a free mixer closer to campus um for those who have never been to clemson nothing is near campus most parties were like way off campus which is a hazard um but you know, you have to drive a good 20 minutes to get to the party and then you got to pay to get in and all this other stuff. That's a hassle, right? So we convinced this other organization to have a party that was closer to campus, that's free, chill, and obviously to have their new members come out right before this party because everybody's going to want to go meet their new members. And they were cool with it. So they did it. And basically no one showed up to the other organization's party. So they lost a lot of money. And then that was kind of like a, I guess like a checkmate type of a thing where I think they realized that if we kept going at that rate, they, you know, that wasn't going to end well. They didn't want to lose more money, I guess. And we weren't, it was really more like a retaliation thing than a we're out to get you. So from that moment on, like we saw each other and we were cordial to each other, but there was no like friendship. Like I had friends that I talked to all the time from like literally every Greek organization within our council and even some outside of our council. But I really did not talk to the people in this organization unless we were at like a council meeting or... You know, like I saw them in passing and I was just like, hey, and it was just like a very like superficial, shallow conversation. And then, like I said, my senior year, one of them sat down. It was one of the guys who had came out the same year that I did. And, you know, he's apologizing because he thinks that we don't like them or that I don't like them because of what they did at my show. And I'm like, no, I was never mad at you guys. You know, it, it wasn't your fault. You were just doing what you were told. And he was like, but you didn't come to our show. And then, you know, I'm telling him like, because I was at a funeral and he's like, I didn't know that your grandmother died. And I'm like, yeah. 
And it turns out we had been basically throwing stones at each other literally for all of undergrad for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Like nobody was actually mad at the other person in the beginning. It just was a miscommunication. It was us not understanding what was going on. And at any point in the situation, it could have been fixed by us just having a conversation. And I take that experience with me into everything I do because I think that's exactly why Jesus was telling his disciples that if you know somebody has a problem with you, you should go talk to them. Or if you have a problem with someone, you should go talk to them. Because sometimes we don't know what's going on. We don't, sometimes I don't know that you're upset with me. I'm just living my life. I don't realize, like, I did not realize that they actually noticed that I wasn't at their show. I didn't think about it. And so if they had have come up to me and been like, so why didn't you come to my show? Then I'd have been like, I was at a funeral. And it would have been squashed right there. But at the same time, when we came back and we realized what they were doing, if instead of being petty about it, we had gone to them like, so what's the beef here? First you guys did this, now you're doing that. Why are you coming for us? Then we could have had a dialogue about what was actually going on. And I think that this kind of communication needs to be a part of our daily actions because like I said in the first episode, miscommunication is so frequent with how we take words and how we express ourselves. It's very easy to get the wrong impression or to be offended when you don't need to be or to offend somebody by accident. And the only way we can solve these types of problems is to communicate with each other. So I'm going to challenge you guys to work on communicating with people And if you know somebody's upset with you, go talk to them and fix it. And if you're upset with someone, go talk to them and fix it. Okay? Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Bye.